4: Obviously, you got some games that are going to be more exciting than others. And one that I am really looking forward to is Miami at Philadelphia. I think that's going to be a huge game for both of these things. Now, look, each team will be fine, right? If they whichever team loses will be fine. They're both five and one. They're both going to make the playoffs. But, Rob, for Miami. The teams they've beaten are combined five and twenty-four. I said five and eighteen yesterday. I was wrong. It's actually five and twenty-four. It's even worse. And then the one time they stepped up in pedigree and played a, an elite team, Buffalo, they got shellacked by twenty-eight points. I don't think Miami's fugazi, but if they get destroyed by Philadelphia, then you have to wonder: like, are they more style than substance? On the other hand, Philadelphia coming off a bad loss to the Jets. They haven't really played well all season. Jalen Hurts not having as good of a year as last year. Two new coordinators on each side of the ball. Like, they got to, and they're at home. I think it's big for them. They need to win this. And, Rob, here's the other thing with Philadelphia. I don't know if you've seen this. Their schedule is about to get ridiculous. Not tough, not hard, ridiculous. All right, so they got Washington After the Miami Washington is not a great team, but it is a a division rival and they beat Philadelphia last year with Jalen hurts playing. Then they got Dallas, Kansas city, Buffalo, San Francisco, Dallas, Seattle. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like this, they need to get this win. They need to stack up wins because they're not going I, – I can't imagine they go through that gauntlet undefeated. If they can go through it with just one or two losses, they should be overjoyed. So the big game. But here's what I want to ask you, Rob, because these are two young quarterbacks and obviously connected, uh, University of Alabama, both of them. Tua took Jalen's job, and uh, Jalen ended up going and finishing at Oklahoma. So let me ask you, both having you know have had their moments. Jalen obviously fantastic last year, this year okay, but not what he was last year. Tua had injury issues, but having a great year and right now the MVP front runner. So I would like to ask you this: Which quarterback would you rather have if you were running a team? Which quarterback would you rather have, Tua or Hurts?
3: I'm gonna take Tua, mm. and only for one reason. Jalen Hurts had what? Uh, had he not been injured, probably would have been an MVP season. Chris last year, maybe. And, yeah, but if he yeah. wasn't injured, because he He's he was gonna. off to it. He played well, and he had an unbelievable. uh had an unbelievable uh, Super he Bowl. He didn't
4: throw a ton of touchdowns, but he he was efficient. Right. and He ran for a bunch too. Any and he finished an second to Mahomes,
3: matter. you know, last year in the right. MVP. So I just think that he was on his way or or at least had a great shot at it. And I don't know. I just look at him now, Chris, and it's not off of the first five or six games. A I don't think he could play better than he played last year. I think that was that, that until I see that again or more than once or twice, will I believe that that's who he is. I'm not wow. I'm I'm not convinced of that. Really? Yeah, I'm not. I don't think that he like took that step, and now this is what he's going to get every year. That was a phenomenal year out of nowhere, so to speak. And I'm giving credit. I'm not saying he could play, obviously, he played at Alabama. He's a, he, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to right. right. You I'm just ripping. saying right. I'm just saying I need to see that again. And then this year, already he has more interceptions this year than, of course, last year. He has seven already. We're only, what, six games into the year. He had only seven last year. Six Chris, last year. Six year, last yes. year, seven this in, year. In 15 games. He has his lowest passer rating since his rookie year. So he dropped off there. And on pace for a career high in sacks as well. So he's, what what he was able to do the last year, doesn't seem like it's, it's working so far. That doesn't mean that it can't work, but it's not working so far. Um, two, I think, Chris— Still has an upside. I don't know if we've got the finished product with Tua. Last year, the injuries kind of derailed him. Uh, We we did see some some big-time moments. This year, I don't worry about the schedule as much as him. What I do like, Chris, is that that team and offense doesn't play down to the competition. That if they're a bad team, they throttle you. They beat you like they're supposed to. I love to see that. You know, not like, oh, well, they're just skating by and they barely beat this bad team. No, bad teams coming to town, guess what? They're going to trash them and do what they're supposed to. And that 70-point game, flukish, whatever you want to call it, it tells you kind of uh, what he's capable of. And then I go back to the last – Last year, Chris, we saw that game in Baltimore. Remember that big comeback? And there was one other game I just cannot remember. But he had two games for the ages where he he brought them back, was composed, and and played well. I still think there's another side or another level for him, and maybe that level is just consistency and playing a full year or whatever. But I think I think two. I would take two.
4: Yeah, I would go with Hertz and. Like you, I like them both. I'm not ripping Tua. Uh, I'd be happy to have him, but I would go with Hurts. And my main reason, Rob, and and you can't throw this out, and I'm surprised you didn't even mention it, is the injuries, the health. With Hurts, so far, that hasn't even been a question. With Tua, that's the biggest question especially when he's got that talent around him. The biggest question is, is he going to stay healthy? Um, He was injured in college, and he's been injured in the NFL. So that's a big thing for me. I do think that both of them can grow. Um, And I think Jalen's got just as much room to grow as Tua because Jalen's still far from a finished product as a passer. And I think because of his character, because of his work ethic, and to his high character, high work ethic as well. But Jalen, Rob, we saw it, and you've, you've mentioned it before. We've had people tell us in Philadelphia early in his career, second year, I love the kid. He's a leader, he's got all the intangibles. He just can't throw. Right. We're not sure he's year, good enough
3: to throw to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. That's what people were saying.
4: And then last year he threw it, he threw it great. Threw for thirty seven hundred yards, threw for twenty two touchdowns, only six interceptions, as you said, over one hundred and one passer rating. So I do think he he will work on it consistently enough to even improve as a passer. Um, And I think – I was surprised you said you don't think he can have a better year than last year. Like I said, he only
3: threw 22 touchdowns last year.
4: So I think he can definitely improve on but, but
3: that. He, but he had 35 total with the running touchdowns. I mean, that's a right. lot of but, touchdowns. But he,
4: well, he's going to get a lot just because of their the, – you know, at the goal line. He's obviously a big, strong guy. He had 50, so he's going to get a lot of touchdowns running at, at the goal line. No, I get, uh, but even 35 touchdowns. I think he can get that again. When you combine them, running and passing, I definitely think he can play at that level, um, uh, you know, a few times uh, in his career. And um, the interesting thing this year, Rob, he is throwing it more. And he does does also have a new offensive coordinator. So that's an adjustment. But last year only threw it about 30 times a game. This year, 35 a game. So they might – Maybe that's too much right now, or you know, maybe he's going to be a guy that doesn't throw it as much. But um, yeah, I I would rather have hurts, like I said, because he's more, you know, durable, and I think he's got a lot of room to grow, and and Tua does as well. And look, they both have great talent around them, no doubt. Let me AJ say- Brown and Devontae Smith are a fantastic duo. Dallas Goddard, they got a run game. Miami's got a great. You know, obviously supporting cast, if you can even call it that, with Tyreek Hill and company. I think Mike McDaniel is a superior play caller to what they have uh, in Philadelphia, particularly now that Shane Steichen is gone. But, um, yeah, I would go with with Tua or with Hurts. Uh, you would go with Tua.
3: Let me give you Let's, this, too, real quick. Last year, even with the injury, Chris, Tua had the 25 passing touchdowns, eight interceptions. That was in 12 and a half games. So this year is better, but it's not a huge jump from what he was doing. You know what I mean? Like, this is – like, he was doing this kind of stuff numbers-wise last year when he got hurt. So uh, it's not like, oh, wow, look at what is doing. How is he doing this? And he has never done this before. He's kind of on pace of what he has done last year. So, uh, yeah. I I, I think Tua, to to me –
4: and look, again, I think he's the MVP right now. But he's only had, like, three – great games this year. I mean, the Chargers, where they won by two, he had three touchdowns, one interception, 466 yards, obviously a great game. Next game against New England, that's a bad team, Rob, the they only beat by a touchdown. One touchdown, one pick. Um, the next game, great against Denver, that's when they scored 70. Uh, 309 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, you're going to get people's then attention Buffalo, with that. They obviously got housed by Buffalo. He had one touchdown, one interception. Giants, two touchdowns, two interceptions. And then Carolina, three touchdowns, no picks. So he's really, you know, been a little, a tad up and down and been a little, you know, been had the three great games. But he also, Rob, did see a huge bump in his stats uh, and production with Tyreek Hill. And and as good as A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are, they ain't Tyreek Hill. He's He's throwing for 90 more yards a game, two and a half more yards per attempt, Far more touchdowns and fewer interceptions. And his passer rating
3: is up 20 points since Tyreek Hills. You finished. better but have that, those numbers with that guy, too. no doubt. No doubt about it.
2: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Balls.
4: We welcome in a friend of the show, senior NFL writer for The Athletic, the great Mike Sando. Mike, how are you? What's happening?
2: Hey, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing?
4: Great. We are great. We are great. You've got uh, the Football 100, the story of the greatest players in NFL history, coming out October 24th. And um, that is – you actually rank the top 100
3: players in the history of the league, correct? Correct.
4: We
2: did, yeah, absolutely. It
3: was really fun to do. I gotta admit, I got a problem with your list.
2: I, I do too. I don't agree with everything on there either. You know, it was Dan Pompey and I. Uh, we had the final kind of say on the order, but we didn't agree with on everything, and right. and we agreed. There's definitely some fun stuff to debate. What you got? What you got? Okay, so you so your
3: number that? one guy, Tom Brady. So do you not factor in the cheating scandal, the suspension? Do you not factor in Bill Belichick and what they cheated? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that should okay. be a part of the equation. I'm I'm always amazed at how football does players don't get held accountable for cheating. But in baseball, they're held to a different standard. Just explain that to me how that doesn't yeah, factor in.
2: So, what I mean, we could spend a whole show trying to figure out uh, what role any potential cheating played. We, we don't know what exactly happened. We know that, that the minute Tom Brady left the Patriots. Uh, they've had a really hard time winning any games. That has nothing to
3: do, Mike, with that. It has nothing to Tampa do Bay. hold on, Mike, let's do this. That has nothing to do with he was suspended by the league. Whether we agree with it or what evidence we saw, he was suspended. Can we agree on that?
2: He was suspended. Okay. Yes,
3: was suspended. Bill Belichick got the largest fine for any NFL coach in the hist- in the history of the league. Can we agree on that? I don't know. Why not what do you mean you can't agree on that is that I not no, fact? I don't
2: know I don't know what his fine was in the history of it's the largest it. it's the
3: largest fine I just right. want to know that so that didn't factor into your equation that's what I'm asking
2: no we never spent one minute talking about okay that. all right so but would you take Brady out would you not put him in the top one I wouldn't put him
3: in the Hall of Fame uh on a first ballot as a cheater I wouldn't
2: yeah well you are about you're an outlier than that I would say most people wouldn't agree with that.
3: I agree with but that. But
2: if you want to take that stand, that's great. I could say O.J.
3: Simpson shouldn't be on the list either, right? O.J. Simpson right. was suspended by the league or not? And he was acquitted <laughs> in a court of law. So it's it's apples and oranges. <laughs> I mean, he's come up with anything. Was he acquitted? Was he acquitted? was he acquitted? Yes or no? Was he acquitted? Yes. Okay. You,
2: I'm saying you come up with anything. No, it's not.
4: On- it's black and
3: white, uh, Mike. Uh, Mike. I'm just Mike, saying. Let, let me, look,
4: I would have Brady on the list. I wouldn't have him number one because I think he's the greatest quarterback. I don't think he's the greatest football player but yeah. uh, let me ask you this. the pro- uh, How difficult was it for you to compare the different eras? Because yeah. you've only got four active players in there right now. We got Aaron Rodgers, 21. Aaron Donald, 26. Julio Jones, 56. And we're going to obviously talk about this. Patrick Mahomes, 98. But how difficult was it for you comparing eras? And how'd you do it? Because Rob and I talk all the time about how when you look at the older quarterbacks' numbers, I mean, a person that doesn't consider error, the different rules, things yeah. like that, yeah. they'll look at Terry Bradshaw, Troy Aikman, and the others. Joe Namath. Joe Namath, right, and be like, these dudes were terrible, you know, based on numbers. So how'd you right. guys compare yeah. all that?
2: So uh, I think it's harder at some positions than others. For me, for wide receivers and, and running backs, I devised a way to compare production across eras and the way to do that for uh, wide receivers, for example, I looked at all the great receivers and I determined looking at all their careers that really they have about eight really great seasons. Usually the top guys, you're not going to have many guys that have a 12 or 15 years where they're great every year. Right? So I decided I would take the eight best years of every receiver in history and measure where they finished against their peers in each one of those eight years in receiving yards. How close were they? If they led the league, they're in the top percentile, right? If they didn't, they were a little bit below. And so you have Jerry Rice led the league and Don Hudson led the league, you know, like six times or more. So they, their eight best years were the eight best years of any receivers in history. When I did that for all the receivers, Uh, Randy Moss was third. A surprise was Torrey Holt was fourth. Steve Largent was fifth. That was a surprise, but Torrey Holt had super elite production his whole career and then was gone. Didn't hang around to get all the records, but super elite. Steve Largent, Julio Jones, uh, James Lofton was up there, uh, and I think James Lofton didn't even make the list, so you could certainly make a case for him. But I did do that in advocating for the wide receivers. Uh, I did the same thing for running backs except I made it uh, scrimmage yards so we could recognize guys like Marshall Falk and Roger Craig who were great also producers in the passing game, right, not just rushers. They were great rushers who did it that way. So that's how I did it for those two. I think with some of the other ones, you're right. It's very difficult to know uh, how good, you know, Mel Hine was as a center, right? I mean, (laughs) You know, you just wouldn't know. You have to look at – you have to respect some of the other research that's been done. You have to look at, you know, the the careers that they had and the, the all-pro selections and some of those things as you go further back. Dan Pompey and I were laughing about this today. We're like, what if we did this list and we had, like, number one, uh, Otto Graham, number two, Don Hudson, and number three, you know, somebody else from that era? Like, no one would even be able to really argue with us. Right, Like they wouldn't even know.
3: Well, that, That's yes. always a problem is that people, in order to make a list viable, you sometimes got to put people who people know and you just can't go back and put the old guys. Let me ask you about the Joe Montana at number six and his score of 91. Uh, is it Joe Montana's, I mean, he played in the era where quarterbacks got really beat up, but I always yeah. look at his Super Bowl run of 4-0, 11 touchdowns, no picks, three MVPs, two games he had to throw touchdowns to win the Super Bowl, two with Jerry Rice, two without Jerry Rice. I don't know if anybody's resume is as great as that.
2: Absolutely no, I agree. I think Joe, Joe Montana. It, there's probably 150 people who could be in the top 100, and there's probably 20 people who could be in the top 10, and there's probably five people who could be number one, right, uh, in this thing. So uh, Montana, if we want to make a case for him for the greatest, I would say I'm not going to I'm not going to say that would be idiotic. Uh, we had Jim Brown. Actually, I think when we first started this. Uh, it's been a few years when we did the initial list before we did it for the book. I think we had Jim Brown, number one. And then uh, what happened for uh, uh, why Brady went up to the top was because of the change team and win the Super Bowl right away. We were like, dang, you know, that does, if you're not going to discount him for the reasons you said, uh, then we thought that carried a lot of uh, weight with him. Montana, though so phenomenal. I mean, just to just to you know at one point he might have been the number 1 right and we do we get a little recency bias uh do we do we to, how do we take into account the fact that Brady was protected by different rules and that yeah stuff?
3: and and Brady so lost to Eli Manning twice in the Super Bowl that's always something yeah. that we always yeah. there, there are some NFL players uh hall of famers we've talked to who don't think Eli deserves to be in the Hall of Fame and I just I I don't know how you could not put him in the Hall of Fame when you think about Two signature throws. He beat the Patriots, the eighteen and zero Patriots. You know, and all the things. Signature throws. He didn't have the greatest regular season, but
2: I, well, I, it's a, what's your criteria? Like, you could, if you to make a case against Eli Manning, I'd say, okay, was he ever one of the five best quarterbacks in the league? No, you could make a no, case that so he wasn't. You regular season, he You can His make that, season, you he can was make not. that
3: I, and I, and but, to, but it's hard because of what he was able to accomplish. In those moments, it wasn't like he won two Super Bowls and he had nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? He has two, oh, no, two yeah. signature throws that, without them, the Giants don't win either of those Super Bowls. Let me.
4: Uh, I, I agree. Eli's Tim not Hawk on the, the list. One, two, also. You know, <laughs> right. that <sort> of thing. <laughs> Let me ask you. Something. Now, Patrick Mahomes is number ninety-eight. Is that correct?
2: Yes. So we really wrestled with him because when we first started this thing, like we didn't even have him on there because we're like he has he, he hadn't only played a few years, and then. He added, like, he went to another Super Bowl, won another Super Bowl, and we were like, you know what, we are going to trust. Number one, I think Mahomes, unlike Joe Montana, unlike Tom Brady, unlike just about anyone on here, has shown an ability to go to the Super Bowl, win it, be the best player, without even having a top half of the league defense. Okay? Right. Tom Brady, top ten defenses all the way through. You know who allowed the fewest points in the 80s? the 49ers. Okay. Look at their defense. Unbelievable. They were winning those Super Bowls 21-16, right? (laughs) Or whatever the score was. So uh, Mahomes has actually been able to drive the success with sometimes even bad defenses. Uh, And so I made the case for, okay, uh, you know, if he retired today, would we, you know, would you make a case against it? I just think we're I felt good putting him low on the list, just accounting for him in that realm. But obviously, it's been a complete career.
4: Yeah, I was going to say, I, I like to. He's the best quarterback I've seen, and I I don't put him as the goat because obviously he's got to accomplish a lot more. But I would imagine you feel like when this is done in fifteen twenty years from now, <laughs> he's going to be he's going to be around that yeah. top ten somewhere, if not higher. Oh, oh uh, yeah, I mean to me.
2: Unless he just suddenly stops being good you know, or doesn't win another chance. but like you don't, you have to figure he's going to win a couple more Super Bowls, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. he's going to be a top. I think he'd be a top five player, uh, you know, when it's all said and done. He he really is special. Yep.
4: Yeah. Well, that's our man, Mike Sando. Great stuff, Mike. We appreciate it. Check it out. It's coming out October twenty fourth, and uh, that's just four days away. It's the Football One Hundred: The Story of the greatest players in NFL history. Thanks a lot, Mike. We appreciate it, brother. Thanks,
2: Mike. I love it. I appreciate the back and forth. We'll talk to you guys. Hey,
4: it would be boring without it, Mike. You
2: know it. <laughs> when we were doing the Brady thing, I was like, hey, if we let, if we didn't have Brady number one, then everybody, that's all they'd be asking us about. How's yes. Brady number one? This is, no, you're the first one. You guys are different. You're the first one who said, what are you doing putting Brady number one? We, we, <laughs> I we, appreciate the it. The
3: Odd Couple is a different show. There's no Absolutely. doubt about it. Hey.
2: Love it. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort.
1: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
0: Hi, checking in for.
1: Or the perfect table.
0: Hey, where are you? Coming!
1: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card.
0: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it.
1: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with
0: Amex. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do.
4: was on the herd with Colin how cowher Rob this week. And he was talking about what the future could hold for Russell Wilson in Denver. And here's what he said. I would be
2: shocked. If Russell Wilson makes it past this year, if he's the quarterback of the Denver Broncos next year, I, I would be shocked. And it's not that Russell Wilson is playing terrible football. I mean, Thursday night, notwithstanding, he was bad Thursday night. But it's not that he's playing terrible football, but he's not playing winning football and he's not elevating the players around him. And so from that standpoint, I think it's time to clean house and it's time to, you know, get new players.
4: Uh, Rob, what do you think about that? This is his second year with the Broncos. Uh, Obviously, he's got that huge contract that doesn't even start, hadn't even started yet. Uh, They could move off of him. Here's how they could do it, Rob. They could release him some point in the offseason as long as it's by a certain date. I don't know the exact date. I feel like it's five games into next season, but I don't have the exact date. But they can release him at some point after this season. And then sh- smooth out the remaining cap. They owe him like they'd be like eighty something million dollars. They could smooth that out over the next two years, and so it'd be about a forty million dollar hit each year. Rob G, is that that's basically it? Right? Yeah, you're you're right on it, Chris. Um, according to Spot Track, the the Broncos could designate Russell Wilson as a post June one release in the first few days of the twenty twenty four league year. Doing so put him on the hook for thirty-nine million dollars in dead cap for twenty twenty-four and thirty-five point four million in or excuse me, thirty-five point four million dead cap for twenty twenty-four and forty-nine point six in twenty twenty five if they spread out his option bonus. So a lot of money.
3: Uh yeah, I I, I disagree with that. And and uh, the whole notion that if you wanted to blame Russell Wilson last year, Chris, I'm I'm all on board. This team has a lot of issues and it's not just him. It, that's just an easy excuse to say clean house. Uh, Slaver says, oh yeah, I should just clean house. Leah, we could clean house. How about starting with Sean Payton, who was supposed to come and get this thing turned around? Oh yeah, he's a quarterback whisperer. Oh, he'll get Sean, he'll get uh, Russell Wilson together. He's this, he's that. He's done an awful job. You want to pour ketchup on a contract and eat it? Eat Sean Payton's contract, and don't tell me he makes too much money and you can't do it. You can do whatever you want. The family that owns the Denver Broncos are one of the richest families in this country. Well, Eating 20 it, it, or $30 million or whatever is left on his deal is not going to break them. He makes, Rob, to, to,
4: to your point, looks like it's $18 million a year for five years. Now here's here's the thing, because people, you're right. That's what people are saying. No way with that contract. So let's say it was four years, eighteen million dollars left on it. That would be what seventy four years, seventy two million dollars, right? That is, I guess, the equivalent, roughly. It's actually a little less than they would be paying Russell Wilson to go away. So I'm just saying. If you want to say it's too much money to eat and hire another guy, well, if you let Russell Wilson go, you're not getting anything from him, and you're gonna be it's gonna be eighty something million dollars on your cap the next two years. So
3: it's kind of a similar situation. But the only the only better part, Chris, if you get rid of. Peyton, is you have no da- dead cap room, no space. Like, like it doesn't affect you being able to put new people and players or you're not penalized by it. No, you're just going to get – yeah, I mean, you, you will have to pay your new coach. Right. That's all. That's, that's just but, – but, but but my thing is to use him as a scapegoat. Like, if he played like he played last year, Chris, all right, if you want to get rid of him, I'm not going to stand in the way. And I'm not saying he's playing like he's a pro bowler or anything. But to use that as the reason why the Denver uh, Broncos are where they are? Nah, I'm sorry. Peyton was supposed to be the savior. They had a white horse out in front of Fox when he hopped left uh, the couch from Colin Cowherd, jumped on it, and rode out to Denver. He was supposed to be the Calvary. He was supposed to be the savior. He was supposed to be the messiah. And instead he turned out to be Ronald McDonald without the nose and floppy shoes. That's what he is. He's had a bad year in Denver so far as coach there. I'm um, a seventy piece, some of the losses to some of the teams, Chris, the effort, the some Jets of the, lost the Jets like the at home, so many bad moments. And we're only six games into the season?
4: Well, I I look, I think, Rob, you made you said something. A week, maybe a month ago or maybe three, four weeks ago, whatever, about maybe you could trade him, so to speak, to the Chargers. Because if they don't make the playoffs, Brandon Staley's going to be gone, I would imagine. I thought he should have been gone long ago. But if they want to get rid of Brandon Staley and take Sean Payton, maybe you can get some draft picks for him. That makes some sense to me because – Peyton probably wants out of there. Peyton would probably love to go to the Chargers if it becomes available. So I think that's one thing. Um, I think whether or not you believe they should keep Russell Wilson or not, and and Schlereth, he I don't think he was saying. I don't know. I, I I don't. I didn't read what he said as they shouldn't keep Russell Wilson. Maybe had, that's how he feels. Well, it wasn't. Def- I think it wasn't was definitive saying, anyway, right, because he well, said
3: he said. Well, uh, he's
4: not I, reporting anything. Right, he's just I, giving I, an opinion. I wouldn't, be, talk- right,
3: right, I wouldn't be surprised, but that that right. leaves you in a that leaves you in a lurch. No, but I think what he's saying is because
4: I think Rob, when you look at the situation, it looks like Sean Payton is clearing house. That's what I mean. I think Slareth was saying not they should get rid of Russell Wilson. Now, he may feel that way, but I don't think that's what he was saying. I think he was saying I'd be surprised at the way things are going, not just the record, but Randy Gregory, gone. Frank Clark, gone. Jerry Judy on the trade block. There's talk about Cortland Sutton being traded and maybe some of the defensive backs. Like, it looks Rob like they are cleaning house, not just with Russell Wilson, but with basically all of their veterans. And that's where, like, we can argue over whether or not they should keep Wilson. He's not the main problem this year. He's playing pretty okay, right? He's not playing like he did in Seattle. He's playing much better than he did last year. And up until last game, He was actually having what you might say was a good year. Not a great year, but a good year. So he's not the only problem, but it looks like, and and this is what a lot of people felt like with Sean Payton, that he wasn't going to go down with the ship. That if things went bad, he was going to scapegoat some people, and everybody's pointing at Russell Wilson. But again, it's been other players. It's been guys they just have had recently and Gregory and Clark uh veteran players. And so that's where it looks like he is setting it up to tear it all down and then rebuild it um, you know, the way he wants to.
3: Yeah, I, I get that. I, I just I, I just think where's his accountability? It wasn't like Chrissy came and went. Hey, you know what? This is going to be a total rebuild. Hey, what? No, there were some expectations. Well, he and that, said himself, he'd be upset if they don't make the playoffs. Exactly. That? That's what I'm saying. Like, like to 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 go from that to to. Well, I'm. I gotta be here. This is got. We have to clean out everything and start all over. If I'm if I'm them, you could have told me that I could have got an interim coach uh, way cheaper, Chris. <laughs> and once we did all that, you know what I mean. Brought him along. Bring I, you in.
4: Well, the interesting thing will be this. Okay, we all know Russ hasn't lit the world on fire in Denver. But the question, whenever you talk about getting rid of your quarterback and he's not horrible and he's a named guy like a Russell Wilson, like a Dak Prescott in Dallas, not that Dak's playing as poorly as Russ, but the question always becomes, well, who, you, who are you replacing him with? And the Broncos, Rob, they do have their first round pick in this upcoming draft. So they could, I mean, who knows if they'll be in position to take Caleb Williams, people like Michael Penix Jr., Drake May, there are other quarterbacks out there. But you and I have talked about it. I mean, who knows? Who knows if any of these guys will be any good? You know, but I mean, heck, he's right down the road from Shadur Sanders. You know, do you do you see you talk start talking to Dion about if we draft Shadour, you cool with that? Would you let him come out? You know, or will you make him eligible for the draft? Those are if they can get. And again, who knows if any of these guys will pan
3: out? Right, we don't know. You have no idea. But 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 doesn't 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 Chris just. Peyton gets no blame. There's no responsibility. No, he, he clearly, I mean, I. If, if I agree he didn't have the you. if he didn't have the contract, just say he was a coach that they just hired, he would be on the block to get fired, wouldn't he? Like just just off of what has happened well, this year. You mean like Nat Nat yeah, yeah, like that. I think this is what protects him,
4: Rob. And and look, and I think you'll agree with this. I get it. Like this is how it works. This is what you earn because of his resume. And you can you've talked about how is no better than Mike McCarthy's, and it is pretty similar to Mike McCarthy's. It's close, right. But that's still a good resume. And because of his resume, he has earned the benefit of the doubt. He hasn't earned where he's beyond reproach. I agree with you. And we have criticized him on this show, both of us. All right? I think he is primarily to blame for what's going on this year. Does that mean I'd fire him? Not necessarily. But I do think he is at the most fault for the, for why this thing has been so bad, but because of his resume, Rob, and because it was, we know how bad the saints were. They were the new Orleans ain'ts because of all that. And he returned, turned them around, won a super bowl. He's going to get a lot more rope than a Nat Hackett or a first year coach or first time coach, I should say. And I think that's fair. I mean, I think that's how it should be. You, you, You earn certain levels of respect based on what you've done. And so I think that's really the difference. I hear you. It's been, I mean, you can argue Nat Hackett has some moments that just made you scratch your head, like on live TV. Starting from week one, you remember the first game? Right. And even they started two and one, and they still had moments. But Peyton, when you look at the 70 piece, When you look at losing to the Jets after all that talk, when you look at the defense going from top 10 to one of the worst in the league, like you can argue this has been a worse job than Nat Hackett did, but still he has the resume. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it because it's all for rep. If it wasn't right. for the rep, you're And right. he earned that rep. I mean, he did, you know, do a good job. Whether it's a little overhyped or not, it's still a, a good job he did in New Orleans. So I think that's why he gets a little leeway. But no, he definitely deserves some blame.
1: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio, season nine. Love, Love at, first at first listen. listen.